0: Welcome to The Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Gracia Martinez-Rosas, Deputy Executive Director at United with Dream, the largest immigrant youth-led organization in the United States. We'll talk about recent court decisions affecting DACA youth, her journey as an activist, and how DACA recipients like herself are winning the hearts and minds of newly elected Congress members and the 2020 presidential candidates. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Save the date! The National Trans Visibility March will take place on Monday, April 1st in Washington, D.C. Participants will march for justice for the transgender community addressing the community's financial and health equity, justice for the lives that were taken through senseless murders, safety for transgender youth, and civil rights protections for all transgender and gender non-conforming individuals. For more information or to become a sponsor, visit www.transmarchondc.org. That's transmarchondc.org. and here's your weekly news update after 35 days of disrupting government services families missing paychecks and nearly six billion in losses for the country the longest federal government shutdown in u.s history came to an end with workers going back to work on january 28th during the shutdown many americans saw the extent of poverty in our nation Validating recent studies that show that 62% of Americans are just one paycheck away from poverty. Food bank lines, GoFundMe accounts to help federal workers and worker protests throughout the nation dominated headlines. More than 800,000 federal workers missed two pay periods while thousands of workers employed by 10,000 businesses that contract with the U.S. government also went without pay, and many of those contractors will never see a dime of that missed paycheck. I was affected by the shutdown. For the first time in my adult life, I was unemployed. Never in my 23 years of working for the federal government have I felt so let down. I worried about how I would make rent. I spent days applying for jobs, prepping for interviews, Extracting cash from my credit cards to cover pending bills. I had enough savings to cover my January, but in February, things looked bleak. I was too proud to ask for money. But thankfully, friends stepped in and wired me money without me asking. My money apps on Apple Pay, Venmo, Facebook kept popping. I was able to secure a 0% interest loan from a friend. I got money sent to me by a high school buddy I hadn't seen in years for groceries. I got cash from an old bar fly I used to party with in Dallas who asked me to please spend this money on booze to forget my worries, at least for just one night. I got money from a person who I just recently met through my volunteer work. A complete stranger just six months ago who came to my aid just because no matter how dark it gets there is good in every one of us and we will rise to the occasion and I for one cannot wait to pay it forward as soon as I get paid I will be making a donation to our nation's food bank network FeedingAmerica.org. I want to help replenish the food and money that was shared with federal workers and contractors in their time of need so those who are currently without jobs or underemployed are also able to enjoy a warm meal. Please give to FeedingAmerica.org. On January 22nd, the U.S. Supreme Court sent word that it will not decide on the future of DACA during this term of hearings. This new development has united We Dream, the largest immigrant-led youth organization in the United States, busy reaching out to DACA recipients, encouraging them to renew their DACA paperwork now. And the organization is helping raise money to help cash-strapped DACA recipients come up with a renewal fee. Leading the efforts to empower people to develop their leadership their organizing skills, and to develop their own campaigns to fight for justice and dignity for immigrants and all people is Grace Martinez-Rosas, Deputy Executive Director at United We Dream. We'll talk about her journey of becoming an activist, her work in leading a major national organization, and what she thinks about this newfound courage among elected officials who are finally co-signing on the ideas United We Dream has been promoting for years. I want to welcome to the show, Gracia Martinez. Uh, What's your complete name? Okay,
1: Okay. Greisa Martinez Rosas.
0: Martinez Rosas. Uh, She has a distinction of being (laughs) one of the very few people that uh, got to be on my radio show back in Dallas almost 10 years ago when I first met you.
1: Way back, we go way back.
0: Yeah, and now she's on the podcast. And today we're talking about the largest immigrant youth-led organization working on issues surrounding daca Mm -hmm. immigration Mm -hmm. and it's at the forefront of every legislation i mean you have yourself attached to everything that's coming out of capitol hill and i'm just amazed of your energy you've been at this for almost a decade yeah a little bit more than a decade a
1: little bit more yeah and
0: you're still at it what sustains you um, At united we dream because we yeah. that's your organiza- organization we're talking about.
1: Yeah, so I'm I have the honor both like thank you so much for having me um okay. back. Um and I have the honor to be able to have been a product of Lana's um mm-hmm. Dejas, and of um and what sustains me is love of my community. I think mm-hmm. that like I fell in love with uh, youth organizing when I was like in high school and we led the walkouts that then led to the 2006 Mega march. that Mega
0: Marcher changed yes, so many lives it
1: changed mine and so I think for me is like this vision that we will all be free when immigrants and um, people of color are free and so um, part of what uh, brings me joy into this work and we at United We Dream we have this idea of like joyful rebellion Yes. Where, like, you can bring your dancing moves, you can bring your, like, (laughs) best raps to be able to say that this also belongs in the movement. So um, we have been able to build an organization that is both, yes, politically powerful, but also is accountable to people and people all across the country. Yeah, because you you go
0: after other organizations to make sure that they stand up. And if you're going to be representing the Latino community, make sure that you are representing it. From the get-go. I mean, like, don't be just, like, trading some parts of us and neglecting others. others. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that, like, a lot of the stuff that we're taught at home and in our communities is that... Exactly. like Everyone's united and everyone's accountable to each other. And so part of the way that we look at our own strategy is that we are one piece of the community and that we want our... Yes, we want what's best for us, but we want what's best for everybody else. And so we're not going to be used as bargaining chips to hurt other people, to hurt our, ourselves, uh, because, you know, people... often say that they admire the dreamers etc but if you admire us and that means that you admire the people that shaped us which are our family members and it's a lot more than just
0: us right now 700,000 people registered for DACA back in when it first started in Mm -hmm. 2012 yeah the supreme court uh, just recently decided not to take up the case yeah so what are you doing to get the uh, word out that it's time to renew this still is going on this is still legal and binding so what are you doing to get that message out
1: so what we saw the supreme court do a couple of days ago is just say we're gonna make a decision on whether we're gonna hear this case um at a later time they so it means that they could still take up the daca case but, what this mean, but the fact that they didn't take it last week means that we have uh, one more year of renewals that people exactly. like me can apply for renewals. And so people should know that our time is limited, that if you have DACA and you haven't renewed it, you need to do it. And if you're an ally and you want to support, you need to help us fundraise for it. It's $500.
0: $500. Yeah. And when this was being taken away and you only had like maybe like less than a month to yeah. get all your paperwork together... It was horrible to see people trying to figure out how they're gonna come out with Pay that for, amount of yeah. money and what usually, you know, would take maybe a year to gather your yeah. funds in less than like, like a month. month yeah i yeah, no, it's been and crazy it's, it's it's crazy it's a lot of money
1: yeah yeah no i think that that's why we're asking people to go to daca renewal dot or.com and we're asking people to be able to donate we're so lucky to be able to have gotten a lot of support already from our here to state network we've been able to give three thousand uh, undocumented young people daca Amazing. scholarships so it's been really good uh, but we need more, and we still have a waiting list of a hundred people. So, you know, we owe ourselves to each other, and we got to have each other's back. Um, you know, the Supreme Court also meant that Donald Trump did not um, get to have a sort of as another bargaining chip.
0: Exactly, it we took have. that took you out of the equation, right? For right now, for
1: now, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, he what he's offering is something that we already have in hand with DACA being in place, and so. You know, what is most important for us right now is one, that like workers are able to return back to their jobs and be able to earn their living and be able to have what they need. And two, for us to defund ICE and CBP, which are these agencies that come after our people.
0: And I want to get to that real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about abolishing ICE. Several Democratic U.S. representatives who are now in the majority, yeah, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of yeah. New York, Mark Poken of Wisconsin mm-hmm. and Raul Grijalva of Arizona. Probably Gihalva, yeah. Gihal, and Thank you. Yeah, of yeah. Arizona. Members of the Latino and LGBT community. That's right. Are coming together to call for the disbanding of ICE and presidential candidates yeah. are also. Kirsten, G- President
1: Chillerbrand, yeah, yeah.
0: From New York yeah. and... Uh, Kamala Harris from California yeah, and others have said something along Connected not, to it. Connect to it. How does that make you feel that this message is resonating to all these twenty twenty candidates and for current members of Congress?
1: Yeah, so you know, I think all of this started with this idea that for the longest time this framework of CIR just has not worked for our communities. Like really the framework of CIR has been democrats get citizens and republicans get more money for detention and deportations of people um and really well, we don't need more of that like for the last 20 years there's ice and cvp are agencies that are really young that came into place after 9-11 whose budget has grown to more than 20.6 billion dollars of your taxpayer dollars of my taxpayer dollars that are being used to uh pay the agents that kill the young girls like Claudia and the border that Mm -hmm. killed Jacqueline the ones that hold people in our Yeleras Uh, we've all heard of the stories of our members like being held in like places where there's really really cold just to be able to break their spirit we don't need to fund that and so actually the idea is that like we we need what we need is clean and permanent protection and we want to defund ICE and CVP and you know it's exciting to see people sort of resonating with that because it just makes sense it's like It 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 makes
0: sense we need to rethink about all this yeah. yeah
1: and so immigrant young people and united we dream are ready to like rise up to the occasion the there's a critique which you know i definitely hear about you can't just be against something you have to be for something um you can't just be about dismantling ICE and cvp which we are but it's about like we want to be able to form a welcoming immigration system that works for everyone you know just um Less than, like, 80 years ago, queer people, LGBTQ people were banned from coming into the U.S. as immigrants just because we were queer. Like, it just, it was people less than 100 HIV years positive. ago. That's right. And yeah. so, I think that it is our job to be able to undo all of that stuff that has sort of been part of our DNA. And it's up to people of color, young yep. people, and queer people to be able to stand up. Because it's, we've been always the, the change makers.
0: And you have this energy because I once... It already had happened past two years after it, of the event. Yeah. But it, it moved me so much. You went up to Paul Ryan at a book signing and I had to share this YouTube video on my Facebook page <laughs> because you were so direct, respectful, but direct, asking him questions and yeah. he would not answer them.
1: Yeah.
0: Tell us about that day.
1: Oh my God. Everybody who
0: is an activist needs to see this video to see... The cojones you had that day. Uh, I'm sorry for using that word. But it's almost like it's like you. The gotta, uterus. The, mom the uterus. Gave me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's use it in those terms. Yeah, no, it's yeah good. the uterus that your mom gave you to have the 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 yeah. power just to go up and ask this man, why are you doing this?
1: Well, you know, we and when that happened, we were in the middle of our DAPA campaign where, yeah. we, like, you know, CIR of that year had failed and we needed protection for, for our, our parents. parents. Yeah. And so we launched this DAPA campaign and what well, we wasn't called DAPA. We were just asking for it. it was our two, uh, 11 million dreams. Um, and so for us, it was it was just out of love. Like mm-hmm. I was fighting for my mom to have papers. And I remember uh, we had been wanting to meet with him here in Washington, D.C., and he wouldn't take any of our meetings. And he was also going to be able to like thinking about running for president. So he had his yeah. book tour. So we're like, well, if you don't come to us, we're going to go find you wherever yes. you go. <laughs> so I remember I was in Colorado in one of those Barnes and Noble's bookstores and I bought my book. I still have it, actually. The, uh, he signed it. And then I was like, uh, Representative Ryan, like, why do you want to deport my mother? Like, why don't you want there to be um, executive action for her? Um and I don't know actually what came over me, but it's one of, like, the proudest things that I've done. It's um And I think that it's sort of emblematic of, like, if my mom had the guts to be able to cross the Rio Grande and make sure that, like, I survived um, ICE and CBP and the local police, then I could have the guts to speak up to this guy at a bookstore. And so.
0: Because your family's already gone through deportation. Yeah. Uh, your father.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah about oh. 10 years ago well now more I think my dad yeah. was supported
0: how has that affected your family being separated from him
1: um I mean it's broken our family yeah. um I think um it's nothing can ever be the same um and it's obviously shaped me deeply yeah. um both um my gratitude for him for like coming here in the first place and Making giving me sacrifices life. yeah and also you know like but but I grew up without a dad. And so that, that is so
0: unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's painful. And I know that a lot of people can relate to that, right? Yeah. Like for different reasons, um, dads aren't in our lives and it should be, it shouldn't be, but sometimes it sh- it, this one is a man-made reason. It was a, yeah. a racist law that made it. So, um, and so, um, you know, I have a lot of respect and love for him and a lot of other families who go through the same thing. Cause my story is not
0: unique. So what else is on the 2019 agenda for United We Dream?
1: Yeah, so we're gonna be focusing our sister organization, United We Dream. Action is gonna be building independent political power for young people of color in this country. Uh, we're gonna be ensuring that the 2020 electoral candidates for president and for the house are adopting this new framework that, like, we don't need to give more money um, for. Um, border security because there's already a surplus of money there that we need protection for people without harming more people Um, we're going to be bringing on more people to join our cause and we're going to make sure that um, people all across the country know that ICE and CBP are toxic agencies that must be defunded um, and need to be held accountable.
0: Now before we go what is that um, website address for people to help fund those DACA renewals.
1: Yeah, so you go to uh, DACArenewal.com or you can go to unitedredream.org uh, where you have, um, that's both for Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff so that people can uh, click on the link that's there to do org. But, you know, money's good and we need it, but we need uh, people Calling to join us. Calling their Congress yeah. members. That's right. To call the Congress member. There's space for everyone in our movement, whether you can only make a call, whether you can give us five dollars, whether you want to be an organizer with us. Um, The moment and this movement belongs to all of us. And I think that um, we are also like in this precipice as like just a country um, that it's not. It's going to, the way that we fight right now is going to set the tone for the country that we're building together for the future. And so I've been so encouraged by all of those Women March people that have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, every Pride Parade that talks about immigrant rights in the middle of it. Every, like, you know, sometimes like these I, I love that you're
0: intersectional. I mean, the day when they came out and announced last year about the trans, when they tried to do yeah. the trans military ban. Yeah. You were there. Mm-hmm. Representing United with Dream, saying that we're here in solidarity with awesome. you guys, even though this is a whole separate issue. Yeah, it's a human rights issue. Yeah, and I really appreciate that.
1: Of course, a, no, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think I stand in the <clears throat> the shoulders of leaders like you, Jesse, that like have led, like create the creation of spaces where I was able to grow as a young organizer and like being able to Renato de los Santos being yes. a queer man, <laughs> queer Mexican man in Texas. Like yes. I. Um, and we all know that we're, we're not um, single issue people we're yeah. like the beautiful combination of all of these different identities and all of them point to our humanity And so we lead with immigration because that's sort of part a big piece of uh, that forms us but we're queer we're black we're women we're all these other, other things all and these so, identities yeah and so we we don't e- lead single issue campaigns or a single issue organization
0: well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I wish thank you the best you of so luck. Soon. It's going to be a busy year, yeah. <laughs> but I have the faith in you to get things done. Oh,
1: thank you so much. I have faith in you, too. I'm, I'm sorry that um, that this uh, government is holding you hostage as much as it's holding me, um, but I know that we're going to be able to make it through. Mm, I got your back because
0: you got mine. We're in this together. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Just-